return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. Daddy, you know, uh, pastors in Tema uh, to the east of Accra, and uh, they've, they've got medical supplies. They bring containers and furnished hospitals and so forth in that area, which is really good. And then Connections, the pastor's conference. Uh, Gabriel's dad was here for one of the conferences who then met a pastor in Liberia, Samuel, who talked about he had uh, a clinic in the jungle in the east part of Liberia. And uh, so those two hooked up with as far as medical supplies out of a ministry in Seattle. And a container was shipped to Liberia for medical equipment. This is, this is really medical equipment that's been refurbished and uh, to supply that clinic. And I just love the connections. You know how that works. So uh, connecting nations, <laughs> you know, which is really tremendous. Wow. Wow. Really wonderful. So. So everything this week is happening. The fire starters tomorrow night. Uh, hey, the watch night service. Uh, Sydney and Loretta kind of coordinate us a lot of that. Thank you, for Sydney and Loretta, for doing that. Uh, what a blessing. Uh, they had 61 people came, hallelujah, uh, New Year's Eve night just to praise and pray and share the word of God and so forth. So praise God for that. So fire starters are meeting at the Union. 7 o'clock, okay, SDSU Union, 7 o'clock, and let someone else know in case someone didn't get that notice, all right? Yeah, Brandon will be there, and, and uh, he'll direct you to the room, all right? Wednesday, of course, we meet here at the church. It'll be great. Alex is sharing Wednesday night, hallelujah. And there's prayer at noon and worship team practice and ladies' Bible study uh, as well on Thursday. And the Bible reading schedules. All right, so a couple... You've had a couple of bulletins. If you don't have one, this should be on the back table. But uh, turn to your neighbor and say, you can read your Bible through this year. <laughs> it's not complicated. Thank God we can read. And uh, it's, not, it's not like a law, but it just gets you into all the books of the Bible. Books that maybe you don't, might not always visit or frequent. But good to read your Bible and good to uh, just uh, get the word in your heart. Amen. Amen. All right, we got kids rock today. I was right. Kids say just three to first grade. All right, let's let's just take our Bibles just for a minute. Let's stand. And say this with this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive. The incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Rand and Sharing. Last week, what are you expecting in 2024? You should have some expectation. Amen. And then Sydney followed that up Wednesday night, you know, strategies for 2024. Just really good... Uh, we thank God for the word going forth in this place. 
and, and uh, touching lives. Amen. All right, so let me just talk just for a little bit here, living without regret. You know, the world uh, is full of people who are, living, who are they're living their lives wondering what might have been, what could have been, or what should have been. The world's full of people like that. And especially as we get older, uh, you know, we're a little older than some of you, but, but you see people all the time, oh, well, you know, this happened or this happened or this happened, or, you know, and so forth. And then a lot of people think, oh, if they'd only made different choices years ago, well, we all could have done that, you know, things that could affect our, our life or family and so forth. But like an athlete who's running, uh, you know, an athlete's running doesn't run looking back. An athlete is always running looking forward because if you look back, you can't run as fast because you're not focusing where you're going. So an athlete's always running as fast as they can forward. And that's really how we want to live our lives. We don't want to be looking back to where we've been. We want to be focusing on where we're going. Now, we all have some history that could be good or bad, but you can't change that. You can't change yesterday. Yesterday is history now. But, but we have today, amen, and we have looking forward what's ahead of us. And so you want to live your life maximizing your time here on this earth while you have it, making the most of every day that you have. Amen? Whether, whether you're younger or whether you're older, this, this fits all of us and so forth, right? So, so we have to focus where we're going. Now, regret is like, it's like pain. It's guilt that, uh, that will shape a lot of memories out of our past and things like that. But we don't want to be looking at the past. We want to accept love and forgiveness, resolve to have love and forgiveness and look forward. Yeah. Regret, regret, I think, is an awful thing. And everybody, everybody faces regret, maybe in one area or two, or maybe many, whatever. But we're all just people. We're all living our lives. We've all made mistakes. We've all had decisions maybe we made we thought, wasn't a good decision. <laughs> okay, well, that, that happened. But you don't want to live with regret. You know, if you can't sit there and blame yourself. The devil's already doing that, right? He's the accuser of the brothers. So you don't want to jump on the devil's side and beat yourself up too, you know. You want to you want to keep yourself in the love of God, forgive yourself, walk in love and press forward. Say forgive yourself. Say walk in love and press forward. Okay, a couple quick scriptures. John 20. So Thomas, of course, we know Thomas that that uh, people called him Terrible nickname, Doubting Thomas. That's a terrible nickname to have when really we see one, one little area where maybe he doubted. The truth is, everybody, all the disciples were doubting <laughs> at various times. But somehow he gets the nickname uh, of being that, you know. And, and uh, the disciples said, we've seen the Lord. And he said, well, I, I'm not going to believe unless I see his hands, the print of his nails, and so forth. All the disciples were in this category, but he's the one who came last. And so it's... It's talked about with, with him. But, but at any rate, maybe there's some more verses there. Thomas, you know, Jesus comes again, the door's shut. And Jesus says, reach your finger here, look at my hands. Reach your finger here, your hand here, put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Next verse, Thomas answered, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says, Thomas, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet, yet have believed. Now, 
he can have a, a, a nickname or whatever. He could have regret thinking, I should have believed. <laughs> the thing is, this slogan right here, right here, we have seen this imprinted in India. Because we've been to the spot where he was martyred, where he was speared. And, and uh, so we've been to the spot where he prayed, where he was martyred, and where he was buried. There's three places. And so Thomas, Thomas though, he didn't live with regret. He brought the gospel to India. There's not a lot of fanfare or whatever, but there are actually Thomas churches yet today in India that would identify with him bringing the gospel that came to the west coast of India and spread over to other places. Acts 22, Paul, of course, Paul was a terrible person before Christ. And Acts 22 uh, says, uh, let's see, I guess I'm just doing this one. So, so, uh, um, it says, the Lord has chosen you to be a witness and so forth. Arise, be baptized. Let's see, is there another scripture there? Is there verse 4, 22 verse 4? Do we have that by chance? All right. So Paul says, I persecuted this way to the death, binding, delivering into prisons men and women. Think about this. He persecuted. So, so he had all these things that he did. Um, go to First Timothy a second then too. Uh, that he did. And then, so he writes when this letter to Timothy, he says uh, that the Lord enabled me, he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man, obtained mercy, and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ abundantly faithful. So, so he put him in, in the ministry. In uh, Paul, the scripture would say there, uh, what's the next verses there? He says he's sinner, chief of sinners. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, whom I am chief. But he obtained mercy. Now, Paul, Paul could have focused on all that he did that was wrong, especially when he comes into the light. And when you walk in the light and you realize, wow, the darkness that I've been in, the harm that I called, caused, the people that I hurt, that's irreparable. Lives are destroyed. People are dead. And so forth like that. Yet he has to decide, what am I going to do? What can I do now? I, I've, I was this way. I did those things. What can I do now? So he writes in the book of Philippians chapter 3, that scripture that we always think about. Uh, Paul then writes, uh, I forget the things which are behind. Now, now, I can't forget the past, but I can choose to not focus on the past. People say, well, I still remember that. Okay, you do, but don't focus on that. And that's what he's saying here. I forget the past. I'm going to reach forward to those things which are ahead. So, sure, I, I have a memory, but you don't want to focus on those things because you want to stop living in regret. What could I have done differently about this situation? Well, I think back, and oh, I could have did this or this. True. But now I have to focus on going ahead. Now I have to focus on, on uh, living above regret without regret. If you're seasick, if you're seasick, you're in a boat and it's going up and down. You see the waves and so forth. And I don't know if you've ever been in this spot before. But, but they would say, don't look at the waves. Look at the horizon. Look at it, something fixed that's not moving. The waves are kind of like, the waves are kind of like our circumstances. So if I focus on all my circumstances and bad decisions, I'm going to not have seasickness. I'm going to have regret sickness. <laughs> All right, so I'm, 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 
Oh, you know, all these things that I did. No, but we, but spiritually we focus then on Jesus who's stable. We focus on Jesus who has the promises. So, yes, the world, we're bouncing around, we're doing all these things. What am I going to focus on? So, so, again, don't look at the waves, don't look at your circumstances, don't look at your regrets. Focus on what's stationary. Spiritually, Jesus is, is stable. Focus on Jesus. I say, oh, okay, now I can get my bearings here. Now I can see a little bit better. Amen? So, because what it'll bring, it brings forgiveness and grace. That's what the Lord offers. It's a throne of grace. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, so he's our stability, and, and we find this grace, we find peace and love, and we find these things that are like, oh, this is so good. Now, you still might think, I still wish I hadn't made that choice. Okay, fine, let it go, though, right? Because you can't remake that choice. Well, it was prayed just a little bit ago, too, the, the woman at the well who had five husbands. Well, she could have had, you know, that's, that's five different men, that's five different families and so forth. And yet, when Jesus came and brought life to her, she was set free. And she's no longer thinking about all the men she was with. That, that's still history. And everybody in town, I'm sure, when she came and started talking to him, like, oh, okay, who's this now? Who's the man she's with now? But she talked about the guy who told me everything I ever did. Ah, oh, and she felt forgiveness. She felt grace. Now, she couldn't go back in those relationships, but she could go forward. And that's the only thing we can do in life. You can go forward. You know, the older you get, sometimes you have less life to live. It's like, make the most of it, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, make the most of it. <laughs> make the most of the time you've got. You've got to move forward. So Paul then writes in Philippians 3.14, he says, I'm going to press toward the mark. So I'm going to press forward. I'm going to press forward for the high call of God in Christ Jesus. Because you can't go backwards. Everywhere Paul went, think of this, he would have been reminded of his past sins and atrocities. Because he persecuted the church wherever he went. So think about this. Think about him showing up in a church and someone's sitting there, you know, in row five, like, you know, you helped kill my family. Yeah. Or you imprisoned my dad. Yeah. Well, those are tough things, right? Yeah. And what could he say? He says, well, okay, that was all in the past. No, you, I'm sure he would have to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sure he'd have to say, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. that was the old Saul. And now I'm Paul. We've said, I remember one time we said to our son some different things we were trying to help when we just, we said, we met him one time and we said, hey, we're sorry, we didn't do this or this the best. And whatever. Oh, no, I love you, mom and dad. You know how that is, kids are. But, but, you know, as a parent, you're just trying to do your best. As a believer, you're trying to do your best. Working on your job, you're trying to do your best. You're trying to be, be the best witness that you can be. That's all the Lord asks. Just, just do your best. He never asks that we be perfect. Never, because there's, there's no righteousness under the law, right? You, you'll never make yourself righteous. You can't be. It's impossible. But you can have a heart. David had a heart after the heart of God. Now, David had a lot of flaws. But his heart was after the heart of God. And he continued to pursue the heart of God. 
in spite of his flaws, in spite of his mistakes, in spite of the things that he did, pursued the heart of God. In Luke 9, a couple more scriptures, Luke 9, verse 62, Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom. Now, here's the thing again, looking back. So we're not living our life driving in the rearview mirror. We're living our life looking through that big windshield. We're looking our life, look, living our life by what's ahead. And Jesus said, you can't look back. You, you know, you, you put your hand in the plow. Well, how many you know, well, you farmers would know this, but if you're plowing, looking back, you're going to have squiggly lines, right? right. Yeah. I just think it's always so neat how perfect lines are in the field. Of course, now I know they have satellites and all that stuff. But before the satellites, things were so perfect. Because you just set your eye on a destination and go towards that destination. And it'd be straight. You can't look back to go forward. You have to walk forward. Amen? So Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul received God's grace. And that's what we all have to do. Turn to your neighbor and say, receive grace. you got to receive grace. <laughs> grace is a good word. So, so Paul says, I'm the least of the apostles. You don't even be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. So he's acknowledging who did it in him, and that's who's doing it in us. It's God's grace. His grace toward me was not in vain. I labored more abundantly, yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me. Now, laboring in vain or laboring doesn't mean that, oh, he fasted more, he read more, he memorized more, he did all those things more. No, I think, I think it's, it's that he, he labored to be free from the past. I'm, I'm free from what held me down. He was a bad person. <laughs> but, but Jesus liberated him. He set him free. Set him free, amen? And I mean, that's what God wants to do for all of us. You know, it's like... It's like Paul just saying, no excuses. We could have excuses. Of course, we, we like that because, well, you don't know what I went through, and so I'm this way because this happened. But Paul was living with no excuses. He said, yeah, I was this way, but thank God for his grace, I moved forward. Turn to your neighbor and say, no excuses. Excuses are like a crutch, a crutch that, it, that, that makes me think, okay, I can, I can hold on to this regret, or I can hold on to this offense, or I can hold on to this sin. No, 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 no. We just celebrated the Lord's table. <laughs> what he did for us, you know, I mean, no, there's no excuses. Jesus paid the price for all of us, and he gave us this wonderful grace that we should live for him. Amen. So then other notable figures, like you've got Peter in the Bible. And Peter's, of course, you remember, remember Jesus saying, Peter walks in the water to Jesus. He sees the wind, the waves, and so forth. He begins to seek, sink, and Jesus grabs his hands, pulls him up, and, and Jesus says, why did you doubt? You know, and we're all like, yeah, why did you doubt? Hey, nobody else got out of that boat. Yeah. It wasn't like there's three or four of them. I, I don't think they were even in the boat saying, you can do it, Peter. You know, I think they're all like, he's crazy. He's a nut. Do you see what's going on? And that's probably got his tears like, what? What am I doing here, you know? Yeah. I was like, Steve Sampson always said a thing uh, somewhat like this. But he says, it's good to just get out of your mind. Yeah. Don't think too much. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't think too much. Yeah. You can, you can, you can uh, quickly... 
abort a promise of God or what he wants to do by thinking too much. Just don't think so much. Amen. And just just trust him. You might find yourself out thinking, oh, boy, thank you, Jesus. You really got to come through. That's okay. That's okay. That's that's living where you probably should be. Amen. It's not comfortable, but it's good to be trusting him. So Peter, Peter walked in the water, of course, came back again to the boat. But now in the book of Luke, chapter 22 and verse 33, Jesus or verse 31 it is Jesus said, Peter, Satan is desired as asked for you that he may sift you like wheat. He wants to sift you. Now, wheat, wheat has a shell on it and so forth. So you, sh- you shake it, you shuck it all off. And, and Jesus said, I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you, return, when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Very interesting thing the way he says this here. So Peter, of course, denied. We know the story, of course. He denied the Lord three times after this. And Jesus told him that the devil wants to sift you. And Jesus did not rebuke the devil. He said, I'm praying for your faith. Now, what is he saying? Now, all of us in life, we've gone through circumstances, adversity. But I think Jesus is praying, hey, think right. Look at me. Look at me. Because, because you don't want to look at all your, what you did wrong because you're going to go down. You want to look at me so you can come up. And so he says, I prayed for your faith. I prayed for your faith uh, that it should not fail. Your trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. And listen, let me just say this. Some days people can say, boy, I really blew it today. But I'll tell you what, he's still faithful. <laughs> so, yeah, you might have blown it today. My faith failed. Oh, just keep looking at him. It's, it's still going. And he's, he's still faithful all the time. And so Jesus says, when you return to me, so you get out of what? What is he getting out of when he denied him three times? He's getting out of regret. If you fail, then you have to stop and think, okay, what is going to be my focus now? It's not that it didn't happen. It's not that you might not have to apologize to somebody or whatever or repent of some sin. But on the other hand, if you fail, what is going to be your focus so Jesus, or Peter denied Jesus three times. Remember that in the book of Luke, the one where when the cock crowed and, and Jesus turned in, in the same area within the vicinity, looked at Peter, saw him. And so it wasn't a look like, you blew it. You know, the Lord never is looking at you like, boy, you're, you're a loser. He'll never say, you blew it. Just say, oh, he'll never say, you're awful. God will never say things that will degrade you. Never. Never. He will always say something, because, of course, we, we know, right? We know when we've blown it or something, but he'll always say something, hey, look up. He'll always say something, look at me. He'll always say, I still love you. His love doesn't change. You don't, you don't have more love because you've read the Bible five times or whatever. No, no. He loves the world. He loves people. So the Lord is always going to speak something to you that is good and gracious. And the same for Peter. I think he looked at him. And Peter, of course, went out and wept bitterly. And what would he have? Regret. But when his heart changed, and you know, like Jesus saying to him, hey, get up there and strengthen your brethren. You've got a job to do. In fact, when, when Jesus rose from the dead, one of the things he said to, to Mary and them, he says, go tell Peter. <laughs> go tell Peter right away. Yeah. Why? Because he's, you know, people can get into a valley, a dark valley, a valley of decision. 
But Peter got up, forgot the past, and he moved forward. And they find him in the upper room, and the Holy Ghost comes down. And here he is in the day of Pentecost, declaring to thousands the good news of Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, Lord is so good. Folks, we're just walking by faith. Let me just say this. Don't ever think there's superstars in the body of Christ. There are none. Don't ever look at a ministry and just like, like idolize. Oh, they're just always in the spirit. Don't do that. Don't do that. People are people. Right? I sat down with key leaders. I remember one luncheon, one luncheon, notable people from the United States leadership. And we're having lunch at the same table. And what they talk about? They talked about their iPhones. <laughs> talked about their iPhones. Didn't talk about revelations. Didn't talk about the move of the Spirit. Didn't talk about Jesus. I'm sitting at the table, and I don't have an iPhone, and I don't care about an iPhone. But that was the conversation. People are people. Jeannie and I are just people. Just people. Each of us are just people. God has a call in your life. Turn to someone and say, God's got a call in your life. And that still is, no matter your age, there's still a call. Young or old, there's still a call. It's not like you walk away and like, okay, now we're done with that. No, no, you're never done with that until you go to heaven. <laughs> so, so you want to call and you want to walk, just be oh, what? obedient. What do you think the Lord is asking you to do? We talk about New Year's things and goals or expectations. What do you think the Lord is asking you to do? And just walk in faith. When do we start this? Today, now, this afternoon. Just walk in faith. Just trust God. Just believe him for what he's talking to you in your life. Don't be tempted to look back. No, just, just okay, yeah, I remember that. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. <laughs> Grace, look forward for what he's got for you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, look forward. Your eyes are on the front of your body. Your feet, your feet give the direction that you're going to go. And remember what we've said before, the quote, your direction, not your intention, leads to your destination. So check out your actions, following Jesus, because that's where you're going to go. Amen. Amen? Good to live without regret. Amen? So let's lift up a hand here. Father, thank you that you cause us to be free. You cause us to be free. Hallelujah. Thank you for your precious blood. Thank you for your grace that's so amazing. Thank you, Jesus, that we can approach your throne and obtain mercy and, Lord, receive ministry by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for each person that's here, those watching, Lord, even those in other countries and, and those in India and African countries and all over the world. We're pretty amazed. Thank you, Lord God, for your blessing. And your grace that's going forward and the great things you have for each person hearing right now. You have great things, wonderful things. I thank you for blessing their lives, peace in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Say amen, amen, hallelujah. Amen, amen. All right, so got to shake about ten hands. I think we've got some greeters that are going to be at the door. All right, some uh, fire starter greeters going to be at the door. Thank you for doing that. Uh, bless one another. Amen. It's going to be a great day today. Amen. Amen. All right.
Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.